0: We're going to be doing something a little bit different, as you notice, that we've just done one song. And we're going to encourage you that before you come online at 11 o'clock, for all those that can, and we could, through YouTube, Spotify, many things, just... uh, Prepare yourself in worship before you come online at 11 o'clock. We're going to stick to the one song before and a one song after because we really truly believe that our main mission now is to get the Word of God out. And so today, the beginning of this month, we are going into a new series called Finding Peace in the Chaos. This is part one. And we realized, that I realized, that God had given me just a heart to maybe discover what it's all about. What is the source that we need how do we get this peace? And in light of all that we've gone through in this area and many areas around the world, we are experiencing such chaos, such confusion, such fear that is really animating so many people, even the people of God. And so I'm here to tell you that I have a message that I believe that if you hear this message today, that you're going to get something that you will take and hold on to for the rest of the months to come. I believe God has a word for you. And so today I want to actually bring out the the, the scriptures that go along, that one scripture that goes for this this, um, series, Finding Peace in, in the Chaos. The scripture is 2 Thessalonians 3.16, where it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace, Watch this. At all times and in every way, the Lord be with you. Um all of you. And it it is actually a parting greetings from Paul, and he's just finishing off the letter to Thessalonians. So, But the question I started asking myself is that people everywhere search for peace. You and I would agree on this. You're probably even searching for peace. Right now, you're so agitated and frustrated with everything that's going on that you're asking yourself, how can I actually have this peace? Now, this peace that he speaks of in Thessalonians, it's peace at all times and in every way. Now, they sing about. About this type of peace. People travel to try to find this type of peace. They even wage war again uh, to protect it. Yet for many, it remains just out of reach. Or we often find, however, that people go to the world's peace. It's a false peace, which is different than the peace that I'm going to be speaking of, or the peace that Thessalonians is talking about. So what is peace? If you ask people what peace means, they would give you a variety of answers. They would say peace and quiet is what peace is. Tranquility, freedom from any disturbance, lack of oppressive thoughts or feelings. Or they would say when our relationships are in harmony, that's peace. They also would mention a time of, uh, without war, an absence of hostility or harm, or maybe an absence of a pandemic. And so we can see that and those answers aren't bad and they're not wrong but they usually have they leave out the viewpoint of what God's peace is all about they leave out God of out of the equation And so here we have that the world's peace is very different. This is what you need to get. The world's peace is different from God's peace. What the world offers is empty promises and can only bring temporary comfort. That is why you hear this attitude or this saying that says, When things are calm, I'm at peace. Don't ruffle my feathers. When things are calm, I'm at peace. But when circumstances dim or get a little tough, it's like the peace just leaves. That's because the world's peace is temporary and dependent on uh, circumstances and things and sometimes people. But God's peace it's a permanent peace offered by him who could only be the only one we could trust because when he says something, it is settled. And so John fourteen twenty seven says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. See, Jesus doesn't want our hearts to be troubled. He doesn't want us to be in constant fear and anxiety. This peace Jesus offers is like no other. And it is a permanent solution to what we are looking at today in this pandemic and this the reality that what we're living right now. There is a quote that I want to share with you where it says, His peace produces internal calm in the midst of external chaos. So how do we find peace in the midst of chaos? Well, C.S. Lewis says this, Life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. This peace that God gives may be beyond our comprehension, but it is never beyond our grasp. It's readily available to all of us. If we want peace with God and peace in our lives, there's only one way, and that way is through Jesus. And until we come to a saving relationship with Jesus, receiving the gift and actually being saved, we will never experience the peace of God. It is best stated like this. If we want the peace of God, we must first have the peace with God. When a person accepts Christ as Lord and personal Savior, he establishes the peace with God. As a result of salvation, we are justified with God. That means we are made right with Him. And this is what Romans 5 1 says. And just to make sure you understand what happens at the cross, it says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a one-time event. So my, when I receive Christ, my peace with God is a settled event. Nothing can break it. Now, therefore, when the storms of life come, like this pandemic, this peace with God lets us now experience this peace of God Anytime and every way, what we see in that second Thessalonians, it produces this inner calm despite what we're going through. Now, why is it that we could be assured that this will never, ever be plucked out or it could never be unchanged? Why is it that this peace with God is already established when we go through Christ and that we could experience peace in our life? Because it's all dependent on God. Now Isaiah 54 10 is one of my best verses in the last several weeks for me, where it says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, he says this, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor, listen to this, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. That means it cannot be broken. It's a covenant. That means once I come to Christ, the peace is established with God. And because of it, I get the results, the benefits of having peace in my life. Now, unfortunately, even when we have, we know God's peace is ours, we are still susceptible to the worries and concerns of this world. Some situations that occur can wreak havoc in our lives like this pandemic You know, again, one more time I've been hearing, oh, one more time, here we go. And yet there seems to be that sense of anxiety and fear that is so all-consuming to us who are already at peace with God and that we should be experiencing what Second Thessalonians is saying at all times and in every way. See, when we allow external pressures and internal battles in our minds, and if we allow them to come towards us in that way and get us off. Our focus of God, we we lose that peace of God. And and it's not apparent at times. Sometimes it's just so subtle that we find ourselves after the end of the day very agitated and there's no calmness, there's no rest in our soul. You know what I'm talking about. And, And yet these things are already established for us. There are certain issues, beloved, that can undermine our faith and rob us of our peace. Are you ready? I'm going to go and share them with you. The first thing is sudden fear. This is I've seen very often. Some people are so accustomed to responding to every little dip and rise of life with fear that they, they can't even imagine there's another way to respond to troubles. They're so upset by change of all types that it never dawns on them that they can live in a greater emotional ability, that they can live in that peace at all times in every way. It is amazing how so many of us have forgotten who we are in that one-time event where it was established with God, and God says, I will not break covenant with you. I believe it's the second point, the reason why so many of us, we give away our peace No one can take it away. I'm going to prove that to you. But we do give it away. See, the next one is the enemy. We can be attacked by our enemy, the devil, who may use various means to cause us to doubt and walk in unbelief. Not only that, but he also causes us to actually build on disbelief. Beliefs that have nothing to do with God. You know, sometimes we feel, though God won't provide for me. God won't will protect me. God won't be my refuge. When the word of God says he will. But the enemy wants you to walk in disbelief, and he wants you to lose faith in your God. But we must stand, beloved, at this particular junction in our lives right now. We must stand and do exactly what James 4, 7 says. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, there is another issue that causes us to lose faith and to give away our peace, and that's sin. Peace and rebellion cannot coexist. Now, the reality of what sin is, is missing the mark. What mark are we missing? God's God's standard in perfection. Now, if we look at through that grid... All of us have missed the mark. Praise God that we have a faithful and just God that when we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us. We reestablish, we take back our peace, and praise God we can do that. But there are so many times that we surrender to the wrong Things And when that happens, once again, God will call us back to that place and say, would you just come to me? And hopefully we'll be smart enough in those times to come to God and confess and surrender and repent. And when that happens, peace is once again part of our lives. The next thing is we give up peace. In times of crisis, we sometimes lay down our peace willingly. We give it up, we concede it, we abandon it. We hear a thought or we get a thought in our mind and we think it's true. We have a feeling and we think it's true. We are surrounded with emotions and chaos and we think that because that is happening that we can't have we can't stay in a place of peace. Well, the reality is, is that we should not abandon our peace. Always remember that no one can take your peace from you. And we have to surrender in one way shape or form and we really are the only one that can take back that peace. And the only way I take back at that peace, if it's actually the enemy that put a a seed of doubt in my heart, I close that door and I take back my peace and say, I am not going to be moved by that. If there's sin that has come into my life, I am real and honest. I bring it to God and say, God, I am anxious and I know that that's a sin. You tell me not to fret. I will not fret today. And as soon as I do that, I take back my peace and peace at all times and anywhere becomes my portion. The last one is when we lose focus. We can allow all the bad news we are hearing right now to cause us to lose our correct focus. Instead of having our mindset on God and trusting God for his peace and presence, we allow our thoughts to get sidetracked by negative news and circumstances we see and we hear. We have to actually Come back to where we need to be in order to have that peace reside in us. Isaiah 26, 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace. That's the peace that is mine, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So two things, I have to keep my mind stayed on him while chaos is going, and I need to continue to trust him. And when that happens, peace at all times and peace everywhere happens. Because God is with us, we don't have to give, it, give into, sink beneath, or become defeated by our troubles, by what is going on right now. When we face and confront the challenges, knowing that we are more than overcomers because of the cross of Christ, then we can actually face pretty much anything that comes our way. Jesus says this, John 16, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's our Jesus. And because I'm already established with God with peace, that peace that Jesus comes to offer is mine by virtue of me being a follower of Jesus. See, you can't always control what happens to you and into what storms you may fly into. But you do have control over how you respond. I see it too often where we blame our circumstances, our past, the people, the things that are just not working out that robs us of our joy and our peace. Beloved, we have power over our response. Responding to Jesus' presence and power in your life allows you to let go of your fear and replace it with peace. And not the peace of this world, but his peace. It doesn't mean you don't have problems, but it does mean your problems won't have you. There's a difference. Let me say that again. It doesn't mean you don't have problems, but it means your problems won't have you. How much of your problems have had you lately? Remember, peace is not the absence of turmoil. It is the presence of a mighty God amidst a life and its messiness. We cannot attain peace by ourselves. It is only through Jesus that we can uh, receive the ultimate and complete peace and healing we are all looking for at this particular moment. So what must we do? If you are a follower of Jesus, find comfort and hope that you are at peace with God first and that the peace of God is yours at all times from this moment on and Every way, whatever you're going through, you must settle this truth within your heart. Know that his love for you will provide and protect you no matter what you are going through. We have to stop abandoning our peace. We have to stop giving away our peace over these thoughts that the enemy puts on hearts or disbelief that goes against the word of God. The word of God says take captive those thoughts and cast them down. We need to start being warriors for the kingdom and we need to start standing on this truth, that peace is ours because Jesus already did the work. Seek God in all that you're about to go through in the days to come. And don't let anything uh, come between you and the peace of God that is given to you. And when you face chaos, you must do what Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. It says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and then he says this and the peace of God that calm internal calmness that comes in will surpass all understanding with uh, and will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? That means that no matter what goes on during the day, because I've given him everything, that means every time something comes up, instead of upholding and building, if it has no reflection, if it doesn't sound like my father's voice, I give it back to God. And I say, God, I give you this. I give you this request. I give you this petition, which just mean, God, my heart, my concerns, my burden. I give this to you. You see, when this happens, God comes and he guards my heart and my mind. And if the enemy comes, he cannot do it. Remember, if you submit to God, the enemy has to flee. The peace of God covers us like a blanket when we stop worrying about things and we pray instead. And I mean, pray about everything. This whole thing with COVID 19, if anything, has taught me that I am not gonna hold on to anything. I am gonna pray about it. I might not see the prayer, the answered prayer right off the bat. It doesn't matter. As long as I give it to my father, as long as I know he has heard me and he will actually bring to pass whatever needs to come to pass in my life. He has my back, he has me covered. When I bring it to him and I turn my burdens in my hardship and I carry it to God, that's when this peace becomes my portion. This peace that passes all understanding. It floods my heart and my mind. It's so beyond me. It is so beyond me. It's not something we can create, but something we obtain when we choose to trust, obey, and walk in faith. We are in this particular junction in our life that we have to learn to walk in faith and not by sight. We have been given word after word over years in this pulpit to get us ready, to get us ready to commune with God through his word, through prayer, through fellowship, the needing of of like-minded fellowship. Beloved, now we can't even be together again. And I hope that this causes you to go right back to God and say, God, I've established that peace with you because I've accepted Jesus. But the peace of God sometimes is not apparent to me. And I realize I have issues in my life that are keeping me to giving me, giving away my peace. And I don't want to give away my peace anymore. I want to back and I'll do whatever I need to do. To finish off, I want to talk about an illustration of living in peace can be compared to the petals of a flower unfolding when the morning sun comes to it. Have you ever seen it? It's all closed and the morning sun comes and it just opens up. The petals of peace in our lives unfold as we learn more about God. We discover that his character is always faithful and true. We experience his continual goodness and love. We learn to bask in his overwhelming goodness for us. We refuse to allow ever-changing circumstances, which we are living right now, to determine our level of contentment, relying instead upon his character and his nature, because God's character and nature never changes. When we develop a lifestyle of making the Lord our refuge, we begin to live in this peace of God at all times and in every way. Psalm 91.1 holds the secret to living in the peace of God. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, My God in him will I trust. Another one that comes to me is Psalm 16 that says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord and with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. That secret place in our hearts is where we go to meet with God. When we choose to live there and hide away under his shadow, staying in constant communion with him, we can remain peaceful, even when circumstances may not be. When we learn to cry out to him in times of trouble, we find that his peace really does pass all human understanding. So as we close this morning, for all of you who don't have peace with God, it is not beyond your grasp this morning. All of you are hearing me and my voice online. You can establish that peace with God through Jesus. Once you receive Jesus and you accept that you are justified, made right before God, what happens is that the peace with God is established. It is that peace that is yours, and when you actually do that, when you receive him you confess your sin and you receive the forgiveness and you take the free gift of salvation, what happens, the peace of God is yours from the moment on. Once, Once you're there, you will experience something totally different in the midst of all of your troubles. The peace that calms your heart is an inward one. It has nothing to do with the outside. Now, for us who know we have known God, but we didn't understand how we give away our peace, today maybe God has showed you how you gave yours away, maybe through unbelief, maybe through disbelief, maybe through pride, rebellion. Now, in order to take it back, you need to confess all whatever that has blocked this peace of God in your life. And as I wait for the worship to come up, they're going to sing a song called, I Stand in Awe. It's really to declare this wonderful news that with God, and the slide says, peace with God, peace from God. You can't have the peace of God until you establish the peace with God, and you can only do that through Jesus. I understand today that you have heard a truth that could actually set you in a place of great victory and freedom. But it is a choice you have today. As I said, for those who do not know Jesus, you have to make a choice to receive him and receive his free gift by faith. And for us who have been in God and we walk around with no peace of God, then you need to actually claim back your peace. You need to stand now, beloved, because God has something wonderful for you. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are a great God. We thank you that you are able, true, almighty, and all-powerful. We thank you that you are going to keep your people, and all those that cry out to you today shall be saved in the name of Jesus. We know, Lord, that there is nothing impossible to you, and so we ask, Lord, that you will touch each and every person who has heard this message today. Wherever they are, wherever wherever they seem to be with you, God, I'm asking to make your known to them. God, I'm also asking, Lord, that you will just open up heaven to all of your children all around the world. I'm asking for healing. I'm asking for mercy. I'm asking, God, for a new way of understanding, new revelation of your love and this covenant peace that you say in Isaiah. And, Lord, I thank you for what you have done and what you're going to do. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. I want to thank you for joining us today. And let's keep our focus on the one that we just sang about, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is faithful and he is mighty. And we need to look forward to what God is going to show us in the next several weeks. And again, I want to thank you for joining us. May God bless you. May he keep you. May you always keep your sight upon the one who can keep you and protect you. God bless.